0: Good morning. I've been on spring break all week, so I miss my students responding like that. Uh, Actually, I normally say good morning, and they just look at me like, no, it's not. So, I don't know. Uh, We are continuing today talking about life hacks. And uh, so, (laughs) <laughs> I have some more, uh, maybe not the best life hacks. So I thought we'd start with those before we get to the biblical life hacks. Uh, so life hack number one, um, if you're feeling lonely, you can turn on a scary movie. Uh, pretty soon you won't feel alone. Uh, number two, if you can't think of a word, that you're going to say is tell people, I can't think of the English word for that. Then they'll think you're bilingual (laughs) and you won't feel so silly. And then uh, my favorite, if you get bit by a shark, bite it back. You may still be in serious trouble, but the shark will learn a lesson. All right. Those may not be the best. Uh, I was sharing those with my my family and my daughter, she goes, that's not helpful. And I go, and they get progressively worse. So, so don't do those. Uh, we, we do want to turn a corner and, and actually have some life hacks that are helpful. And, uh, so this one is, is definitely essential, but probably the least favorite. The biblical life hack I have for you today, uh, it's that we were made to work. I'm sorry to say, you were actually put here on the planet to work. You say, well, come on, the purpose of, of my life is to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Yes. To worship and and bring him honor and glory? Yes. To Uh, proclaim his good news and make disciples absolutely but but realize you were you were created to work and something happens when we don't do that Uh, i was looking at uh, the uh, the headlines from the u.s bureau of labor website because one does uh and so I uh, just wanted to share some of these with you. It, it's actually really fascinating. Productivity increased 1.7% in the fourth quarter of 2022. Uh, jobless rates down in 49 states in 2022. Employment population ratios uh, were up th- in 36 states. Really important stuff. Employment rates for persons with disabilities declined in 2022. Then in Midland, Texas has the largest uh, county uh, in third quarter, 2022 over the year, the wages gained 13.9%. You guys are taking notes on this, right? And then there are uh, 23 major work stoppages beginning in 2022, idling uh, 120,600 workers. Uh, the reason I shared that, not because I want you to remember any of that, it's that so much of our time and effort in our life is dedicated to figuring out how to work, how to put more people to work and keep the economy going, and and it's essential that we understand that, that that's part of how God made us to work. There's been uh, much talk about changes in work and labor, uh, remote employment has risen discussions about how many hours a week should be the typical work week. You guys have probably heard this. The most full-time positions are 40 hours a week. But did you know that many Americans are spending more than 40 hours a week? Some of you are like, Oh yeah, we know. Uh, According to a Gallup poll, the average work week is 47 hours long, 39% of people working at least 50 hours a week. Yet there's like a bunch of studies that address that saying that it's actually not really helpful. Uh, A study from the Australian National University showed that the ideal work week is 39 hours long. When you extend beyond those hours, there are mental and physical uh, health uh, issues that we tend to suffer. And separate studies show that working too much can trigger pain, fatigue, depression, diabetes, stroke, and cancer. In some cultures where overwork is the norm, such as in Japan, extended work hours can even lead to death, whether by suicide or natural causes, according to The Guardian. Not only that, but many people aren't even effective in their jobs after putting in long hours. A study from Stanford University showed that productivity slows after 50 hours in a week. And at 55 hours, it stops altogether. So if you're working more than 50 hours a week, there's a point at which you just can't continue to function. Whether you pride yourself on being an achiever at work or not, the truth is that little gets done after 40 hours a week. Yet work is so integral to who we are as humans made in the image of God. There's this, this desire to work and be successful. And, and, uh, but it's also important that we, we take breaks. We're, we're given a Sabbath because God took a Sabbath, right, on the seventh day. And so we're to take it off too. And for this uh, time that we then have would, would have a day of rest and a day to worship, how essential that is. And I know through the, the history of the church, we've traditionally taken that on Sunday in recognition of on the third day, Jesus rose on a Sunday, And so that day tends to be our day. And so we agree on that. So we know when we're here. Uh, And so that helps for that reason. Work is essential to who we are. Let me take you back to Genesis chapter one. Let's start in verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, "Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and every bird of the heaven and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I give I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that He made, and behold, it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. And so that that whole process, this was kind of the, the first command that was given: here's your job to do as people. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. And so that does mean get married, have babies fill up the earth, subdue it. Well, that means to carve out part of this this earth as yours and have dominion over it. And and so that's not to say to to mistreat it, but to have stewardship over it, right? That's the purpose of what God is saying. We, We are to work for a reason because we've been entrusted with something. Then in Genesis 2:15 the Lord took the man, he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it even before the fall. So having to go to work isn't a result of sin. Going to work is the result of being created in the image of God. You see, we get mixed up on that because we think it's punishment. <laughs> right? There, there were definitely things that when you continue in Genesis, we see are the result of sin. Work is not one of them. Now there's other issues that come up because of sin, but but work isn't a result of sin. Work is a result of being created in the image of God. And by doing work, we're we're reflecting that creation. So I've got four things I'm going to say about this. First of all, We were made to work. That's why we're here. This is built in to who we are. Not to say that at times we might need a break, a vacation, we might be lazy, but it is part of who we are. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 12 and 13, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live and also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil that is God's gift to man so there is a a process by which we put into action our efforts our hard work our labor it uses the word toil that doesn't sound positive, yet the result in that passage is that it would then be joyful and you would have a long life. There's a reason why when someone retires, we celebrate. We don't celebrate because they finally get to stay at home. We celebrate in recognition of a hard, uh, hard work that they've put in and committed to a specific uh, job. Every year at the end of our school year, we have a, a banquet at the university and, and we're recognized for how many years we put in. And so I'm at 15 in my specific position this year. And so I get a, a pin. My pin will have a 15 on it as I have a 10 and a five. And, and then the people that have been there 20 years, they get called up on stage. I'll just walk by and get my pin, but they'll get called up on stage. And there's a, a, a banquet basically in their honor, people that have been there for 25 and 30. And we, we recognize that as a commitment to, a, in this case, an institution. How important it is to understand that when you've been, working at something for a long time, that there's an investment made that you've made and that there's a a return on that investment. We have been made to work. Number two, we work to provide what we need. It's the obvious, right? You have to work so that you can have enough money to pay for your housing and pay for your food and other things that you might need, right? So the work isn't just, it's part of who you are, but it's also causes that, that benefit to you that you then can provide for what you need. In Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap if you do not give up. And there's this, this kind of perspective that when you work at something over time, you will see the benefit. It's the the same analogy of sowing, cultivating, harvesting, reaping, and then having the, the joy of, of enjoying what you've harvested, right? That, that. It might not be something you have have done before, but when you plant the seed and water it and care for it, and then what comes up is now yours to enjoy. Work hard and in due time, you will reap. The fast money, quick reward, that's just not reasonable. Reasonable. You probably know people that are that way. They're they're looking for the next thing that they can do. They're they're jumping in on the gig economy hoping that maybe I can just make a little bit more. And yet traditionally we have seen you work a job and you stick with it and you move up, and that's where you see success. Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 3:10 for Even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. And so Paul, when he was talking to the church in Thessalonica, he says, look, I taught this then, I'm teaching it to you now. You need to understand if someone's not willing to work, then he shouldn't benefit from the work that others are doing. Not to say that if someone doesn't work, they shouldn't eat. It says willing, and and I think that's on purpose, right? Everyone should be willing to work, but there are times when you can only do maybe less work. I had uh, knee surgery in 2007, and for a few months, I could do little more than sit on the couch. That was about it. I felt bad, right? My wife, my kids, they get up, they go to school, my son would put on a movie in there so I could at least watch uh, Lord of the Rings again, and and that's about all I could do. And for like months, that was it. Well, it's not that someone's not willing. There are definitely times of rest that are either physically demanded of you, or 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 mentally, or you get a vacation and those kinds of things. Those are, those are fine. But there is this, this need to work. The, the thing I found during that time is, is I had a desire to do something. And thankfully, I was pastoring a church, and I could sit at my computer, even though I couldn't get off the couch. I could work on my computer, and on Sunday, I would get a ride. Someone would have to drive me, and I'd hobble up the, onto the stage and sit on a stool, and I could, I could speak. Hobble back down and back home and sit on my couch for another week. I at least got to do that. But there was a desire. There was things I wanted to do that that bothered me. I couldn't do, and I took it for granted that I always could before. Things around the house, right? Just taking out the trash and and doing the dishes and and things like that. I couldn't do, and I wanted to. I don't want to normally, but I wanted to then. Right, because that's part of who God made us, that we're supposed to work. Number three, our hard work honors God. What you do doesn't just represent you, it represents God. That's essential to understand. The way you conduct yourself, your attitude, one of the, the things I've, I've often said is, is that as a believer, you should be the first to work. If you're the one that's always running late, not only does that mean people can't count on you, but that's a reflection on Jesus. It's not just me. I don't just show up late and people go, man, Steve. They're like, what good is Christ in your life if that's how you behave? having a good attitude, showing up when you're supposed to, working hard, uh, that matters. Because we don't just reflect ourselves, we reflect Christ. Because work is exercising stewardship. So our stewardship matters. Colossians 3:23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord. And not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, right? What you're doing, you don't just do for you, you do for Christ. And so there will be times when you're asked to do things that you don't want to do, that you won't enjoy doing. There will be times when It's like, wait a minute, how come this is what I have to do now? I don't want this. Remember what you do, you don't just do for you. You don't just do because your boss told you to do it, because the teacher told you to do it. What you do, you do as for the Lord. And not to say that there aren't times when you need to evaluate your circumstances, but it is to say that when you're going to do it, do it right. Do it the best you can. You honor God that way. Every time you step up and and put in time and effort, that is glory to God. Every time you you make a decision to not slack off, that's glory for God. And then Proverbs 16, 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Established. Right, so, so that you don't just think of your job, I'm just going to the job so I can get a paycheck. Instead, you think of it as an offering to the Lord. Right, That when you're like, okay, I'm going into work, got to do this job, got to get paid. Instead, God, I'm going to commit this time to you. This will be a sacrifice that I'm giving to you and that you then would be glorified because of this. Uh, There are times when my students don't like me much because this is how I tell them we are doing our class. That we study math for the glory of God. That we commit to doing our assignments for the glory of God. Yeah, sometimes they don't like that. That puts some pressure on, right? Yet, I think that's biblical, that whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Number four, fulfillment comes from a job well done. And so I'm doing this to work, to bring honor and glory to God. I'm doing this because there's a benefit to me. I love mowing my lawn. Okay. I don't love the yard work it's work. It is the satisfaction after doing the yard that I enjoy. Love it, right? We get the yard done. Everything looks good. All the tools are put away. Our our tradition is lunch it in and out afterward. Love that. Come back home as we pull in the driveway. My yard looks good. I enjoy that. Now, see, if I didn't enjoy it so much, I might be looking for, for a landscaper to do it. I could probably pay someone, I can get this done, but I actually enjoy the fact that I did it, and not just someone else did it. It's not just the yard, it's completing a project, whether it's at home or work, or church, that I commit to it, that I participate in it that afterward you look at it and say, that was done as an offering to God. Can you do yard work as an offering to God? Absolutely. Can can you participate in something we're doing at church as an offering to God? Absolutely. Psalm 128, two, you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. The, the, the picture is, as you work, you put in effort, you see the reward, and that then is a blessing for you. The blessing comes from the hard work that you put in. Uh, several of the verses we read said, in due time, and that's a hard part, to come up against So you're saying that if I put in the work and the effort, I may not see the result and the benefit and the blessing right away. Yeah, it might take time, right? So I know that if I'm going to put time and effort in today, I may not see the blessing till next week, till next month, till next year for a decade. I don't know. But what the promises is, is the time and effort you put in uh, aren't wasted, and that's worthwhile. Uh, and then I wanted to go back to that passage and in, the past, um, uh, in uh, verse 12, I perceive that there is nothing better for them. Than to be enjoy to be joyful and to do good as long as they live, also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in his toil. There is a desire by God that when you work at something, that work, then you benefit from it, that you would take pleasure in it. This is a gift from God to you, and so I, I had a friend of mine who would often say that that uh, he had the spiritual gift of making money. Just, can I sign up for that one and and that the way he looked at it he he didn't live extravagantly, but that his his goal was to work hard to make enough money that he could put it into the church, to spread the gospel. I I thought about that, 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 that for him, the pleasure that he was to enjoy wasn't, well, I made enough money that I can buy a bigger house, a nicer car, go on expensive trips. It was, I made enough money and the blessing for me is that I could then hand that over to the work of the church. All right. I had to repent because I was a little jealous at first. So so that's not any different than what God has called us all to. To commit what we're doing as an offering to him. That should be the goal, right? To say, here it is, Lord, for you. So think about it. Is, Is this an easy thing for us to deal with? My guess is, as we talked about it, a lot of you are like, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, depending on the stage in your life. You you are perhaps earlier on investing in what you're going to do later on in life. Some of us are kind of more in the middle of it. Some of us maybe later in life looking back and saying, you know, that's where I put my time in. And, and maybe I'm 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 reaping some of that benefit now. Regardless whether you are at the beginning where you're just now beginning to cultivate, cultivate the soil to plant or you're in the middle where you're, you're caring for it or you're, you're reaping and harvesting, all of that is to be an offering to the Lord. All of it. So our effort, our hard work is for him. Uh, depending on your understanding of what God has done in your life and desiring to do, This might make a lot of sense. If you're maybe newer to the church and you're, I didn't think about it that way before. I just thought I went to work to get paid and that way I could pay my bills. And and then uh, I go to church and so they're not the same. They're not together. They're separate and compartmentalized. Yet, that's not the reality that everything I do is to be done for the glory of God. And so there's there's no separate compartments where they don't overlap. What I do for God when, when I'm at church, I do for God when I'm at work, when I'm at home, when I'm with other people and when I'm by myself. Those things are all to be given as a sacrifice to the Lord. And the reason we can do that is What scripture makes very clear because God so loved the world that he gave his only son that if we would believe in him that he would forgive our sins sin is just a fancy word for breaking God's law right that when we acknowledge that we're all sinners and we trust him to forgive us scripture says he will that's the fancy word is atonement that he atoned for us on the cross, taking our sin, that we then could be forgiven. Scripture says he would remember our sin no more as far as the east is from the west. That's the hope we have. Have some next steps for you today. First of all, my next step today is to commit to the Lord the work, to commit the work the Lord has laid before me, whatever that is, right? Whatever, whether it's a job, whether you're, you're in school, whether it's something, project you have around the house, it's, it's whatever task you have, that you would commit those to the Lord. And then second, I think is just as important And several of the verses we read today stated this, that I would find the joy in the work that I can do. We're actually to enjoy working, right? We're created for that purpose and that what we do, we are to enjoy doing it and the blessing of doing it. It's why, if, if you've noticed, if I've got a chance to visit with you, I, I tend to ask, so, so what kind of work do you do? Uh, you know, where do you live? Things like that. This is why. And I like talking about the things I get to do because I get to do them for the glory of God, not just because I get to do them, not just because, thankfully, I get a paycheck sometimes, right? I do them for God's glory, so I can't not talk about it. What is it that God allows you to do? Have you committed that to the Lord? And can you enjoy it and reap the the blessing of enjoying it? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, you are so good to us that you allow us to be forgiven of our sins, You allow us to work at a job, to work in our our homes, in the church, to go to school, all of these things that we can do that we can commit as a sacrifice of praise. Father, my prayer for each one here today that we would be able to see exactly what we were doing as a sacrifice, how we can offer that to you. And second, that you would allow us to enjoy it, to be blessed by it. And Father, in return, we know what your word says, that you would be glorified by our hard work that we commit to you. Father, I pray for each one here, that perhaps if there's, uh, whether it's the first time understanding uh, what Jesus did for us on the cross, that we would commit that to you, or, or even as just as we've been talking, there's maybe areas where we've, we've held that back and we've not committed our work and our effort to you. Father, forgive us of that. Help us to grow and understand you better that we might honor you. Father, I thank you most of all for Jesus. In his name we pray.